In today's episode, we mention an exclusive webinar that we're hosting on November 30th. That's Thursday. Same time, and check the ACB community events list for more information. Uh, think about holiday gift guides and creative solutions to gifts. This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on 28 November, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. And caught a couple announcements at the top here, as usual. Just want to remind everyone that we're going to take all first hands. And if we have time, we'll take second. Also, please be respectful and let everyone answer their question in the same manner you would want your question to be answered. And as everyone knows, there's no dumb questions. Today's question of the day is going to be, what did you find any great deals on Cyber Monday? And if you did, what did you get? So any great deals uh, tech-wise for Sunday for Cyber Monday or even anything over the weekend? And what did you get? Also, immediately following this call is going to be games to play with Lady A, and you can find all that information in today's community email if you would like to attend that. And as always, I have Michael Doyce with us. Michael, how's it going? Going great, Marty. Uh, it's good to be back. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I was able to procure some good uh, developer plugins and things like that for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, so that was excellent. Uh, helped my mother get a new TV. They had some great deals on TVs last week, so really cool stuff. And uh, we we were kind of light on the podcast last week because of the holidays, but we did have uh, we did have a Spanish with Carla episode. We're on episode three of, and she did some more vocabulary words and things like that. And again, everything is going live to the radio. And uh, uh, we're on YouTube with IACast Radio and things like that. So everything's going great. I wanted to also bring up one piece of tech news as an announcement to let people know about this. And because I'm sure people may have questions if you're on social media and Facebook and you've seen posts about this, Apple in iOS 17.1 released a new feature called Name Drop. And what's going around is that people can instantly get your information just by having their phone next to yours or in a locker next to yours or things like that. That is not the case. The The dialogue may come up for name drop, but you still have to accept that. So there is a way to turn that off in settings, general and airdrop. You could turn off that feature, but it's not really an issue. And so if you see this online and you see people worried about this, then you can be the person that goes and says, you know, this is not an issue. Don't worry about it. If it really bothers you, you could turn it off. But uh, the name drop feature is fantastic. It's great for, you know, you meet somebody and you don't have business cards and things like that. You just say, well, do you have an iPhone? And you just, you know, put the two sides of your iPhone together. Uh, so and then you both have to accept that you want to send data. So it's a fantastic way of send information of sending information between phones. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's a non-issue. Don't worry about it. 
And uh, thanks, Marty. Just yeah, no problem. And Michael, one other thing is you might want to speak to this really quickly. Uh, unlike before, when you were going to share your contact card, you wouldn't mm-hmm. share all or nothing. Now you can right. customize the information you you'd like to share. Yep. Yep. So for people who don't know, you can now customize what information you want your card to share when you share it with someone instead of just always the whole entire card. That's correct. So that's a, a really great feature that they added as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Michael. Mm-hmm. And as always, we have Michael Babcock with us. How's it going, Michael? There's too many Michaels here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's going well, Marty. So uh, just a quick recap, and uh, I, I really want people to take that to heart. Uh, if you hadn't heard, there's a couple of places where police departments are posting on their social media posts uh, related to the name drop feature and telling people how insecure it is. And uh, you do need to be intentional when actually sharing that information. And Apple makes it clear what's happening. Yes, there is an opportunity to educate kids about what's going on. But I think it was hyped up a little too much. And and people said, hey, uh, this is... This is important, and it's important to know that it's there, not something you necessarily have to be concerned about. On Sunday, I shared an episode showing you how to efficiently use Gravity Forms. And in this episode, in this type of Gravity Forms content, uh, Marty will mention in a moment some information about how you can get access to information more consolidatedly. And that's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. But um, in this content, I'm talking to affiliates or chapters of ACB and of course small business owners but I'm I'm targeting individuals who are looking to manage the websites for their affiliate or their chapter. So on Sunday we showed you how to use Gravity Forms which is my favorite form building plugin and edit settings for a field. And in the near future I'll probably do a, a more in-depth episode about that type of of content. But if you want that, you can listen to Sunday's episode. And then on Friday, Lynn had her Friday find. So give that a listen. But what seems to be popular this week is the Thursday episode that we did with Demasi called Staying Safe During the Holidays. I have a little bit of audio production skills to work on with that episode, but I think I think people understood what I was doing there. Go give it a listen if you're curious. Uh, but that seems to be pretty popular where Demasi and I sit down and chat about how you can use um, common sense and some awareness to be able to stay safe during the holidays. Lastly, before I hand it back to Marty to tell you about how you can get more exclusive content, uh, tomorrow on Shell Phone Show, logging into the Bard application, uh, and we'll be focusing on Bard over the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Marty. No problem. Thanks, Michael. Really quickly here. Also, I just want to remind everyone that Unmute is going to be starting a membership program in January. So you can check the website for that, unmute.show. All the details will be there, as well as signing up for the email list. So do that, and you'll get the most up-to-date information there. So check that out. Also, Unmute is having a special event this Thursday. Same time as here. It's going to be 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. West. And we're going to be doing some cool, fun holiday stuff. So that's this Thursday. So all the information for that, if you want to come and hang out with us for that, is going to be in the community email. All right, Sheila, let's do this thing. All right, Jamaica. Hey, Jamaica. How are you doing? Hello. It's Jamaica here. And I wanted to wanted to ask a question about um my arrow keys on my computer are not working 
they're not they're not exactly working. Do you have any suggestions as to why they may not be they may not be working? You could have a couple of things, but the first thing is there could be some gunk in there. Uh, which could be stopping the keys maybe from working correctly. A couple of easy ways to kind of combat that would be you can kind of very lightly turn your, key your keyboard upside down and tap on a little bit and see if any junk comes out of there. Um, if you have canned air, that sometimes helps clean the junk out of your keyboard. You just lightly turn your keyboard upside down and lightly spray the canned air into the area for example, for you would be into the arrow keys to try and maybe get any junk out of there. Another thing you could do is kind of, is it a wireless keyboard, like a Bluetooth keyboard, or is it like a USB keyboard that you plug in? I'm pretty sure it's a USB USB keyboard that I'm, that I'm using. You could always kind of turn your computer off, unplug the keyboard, and replug it back in again just to make sure that it is plugged in good and secure. And... Uh, then reboot your computer back up again. And if it's not any of those things, I guess you could check updates to make sure that you have all your updates going. But otherwise, you may want to try a different keyboard to plug in and make sure that um, it's not just that your keyboard is failing. And that is a possibility. And if that's the case, you might have to get a new keyboard, but you can find them everywhere for pretty cheap. I mean, you could find a keyboard probably for $15, $20 if you do need to find a replacement keyboard. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, no problem. All right, Roberta. Hey, Roberta. There we go. Um, I just wanted to offer a suggestion to um, Elizabeth, who was talking about the um, the the, uh, the menu that came up when she was making a phone call. Could she just do a two-finger double, a two-finger scrub so you can dismiss the menu. The issue that underlies it, she doesn't want to see the menu in the first place. And and she was mentioning how it would be nice if you could just yes. uh, have a toggle so you don't have to see that in the first place. But because thanks for that suggestion. Yeah, sometimes I've got my phone and my speaker nowhere near each other. And exactly. you know, the whole yep. point of it is is that. So thank you. It's a good uh -huh. idea. But yeah, right. thank you. Sorry. No Joe. worries. Hey, uh, Joe. Hey, guys. Um, how are you? Good. I have a interesting problem and I'm trying to figure out I'm I'm going to try to do Thank my best to articulate this. Um so I have a laptop that has Windows 11 and I have a PC that has Windows 10. Windows 10 on the P, the, the reason why the PC can't be upgraded to Windows 11 is just there's like hardware that doesn't match up to be to, for it to be upgraded. Um <laughs> So I use Google Chrome and on some websites, um, JAWS or the website itself, I would say, yeah, it's just the website itself. It reacts differently on my laptop than it does on my PC. Um, for example, it's almost like certain windows or overlays that might come up typically or, or um, it might come up as an overlay. Uh, on my laptop versus on my PC, it would just be like a fresh, not a fresh window, but like it wouldn't be an overlay. It would just be a win. It would just be part of the regular, uh, Chrome window. And it's kind of made life a little bit challenging because some settings on certain websites aren't available 
to me on my laptop as they would be on my PC. So my question is, is it a Chrome problem? Is it a Windows problem? And if so, is there a way to like go backwards on my, like backwards compatible mm-hmm. um, on my and downgrade my laptop to a Windows 10 to maybe see if that may solve? Of some of the problems so there probably is a way to downgrade to windows 10 i personally would not do that if i were uh in your situation what i would try to do is if you go because i'm i'm wondering if for some reason there's an extension or as you say an overlay that might be activated on the screen that's preventing you from accessing some elements on the page so it might be worth reaching out to microsoft disability answer desk through be my eyes so they can see your screen and asking them what what you can do to make the browsing experience better also try microsoft edge and see if that's a better experience i know we recorded some content with jeff a couple of weeks ago a month ago i don't know how long ago um but if you go to unmute.show and you type in windows settings in the search uh jeff gives a lot of opportunities for you to customize the settings and preferences in edge to make it a more streamlined experience and that might be worth trying in windows 11 to see if you can access sites better there yeah i i tried the edge uh, just because I kind of went down that rabbit hole too of thinking, okay, maybe it's the Chrome browser, and I, I wanted to try a different browser, and it that the same issue occurred, and mm. it, it's like two different um problems on two different sites. One is it's a education course uh, website called Unimi, and I, I try to get the transcripts. Uh, from the videos, so that way it's easier for me to take notes through the co- through the course. And on my laptop, I'm not able to access the transcripts. But if I go to my PC where it's Windows 10, I go onto Chrome and I can access it. And it's just it's like from Windows 10 to Windows 11 on yeah. that same website. It so- it goes from like the Bermuda Triangle. So drop um, us an email with the other website too, and we can play with it too. But I, I that would be my next step is to reach out to and see if visually there's something on the screen and then also ensure that your uh, screen reading versions are similar on both operating systems as, as well. Okay. Yeah, because my JAWS on my uh, laptop's more up-to-date than my one on my PC. Gotcha, yeah. Joe. And uh, you can also reach out to Vespero if Microsoft doesn't see anything to see if they have any suggestions. It uh, looks like we have a few hands, so I'm going to go on to the next one. Who do we got next, Sheila? Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. This is really quick, but I want to squash this this rumor. There's an extremely old program called Kurzweil 1000, which reads, um, it's an OCR program. And there's a yep. rumor going around that if you don't upgrade to a later version of Kurzweil, that Kurzweil 1000 will somehow reach out and prevent your present um, installation from working after a certain time, which one assumes that they can reach into the heart of your computer and two is just ridiculous. So if you have an old version of Kurzweil, it will continue to work perfectly well. That is an old rumor. Please, please step on that when you find it. It's silly. It doesn't gotcha. have logic. Okay, that's well, it. Perfect. Thanks for sharing, Elizabeth. Appreciate Thanks, it. Elizabeth. Jane. Hey, Jane. Jane. I bet she found a good holiday deal. Yeah, Jane, what did you find? (laughs) 
<laughs> I did. Uh, streaming services, by the way, there were some crazy, crazy deals, which I signed up for them. <laughs> but um, I had a couple questions. I'm trying to get into Mastodon, but see, I have a ton of Twitter followers. Um, <laughs> and I have to then, you know, migrate from X to Mastodon. Are there services that know which, um, well, instances, you know, people that you follow are on? If so, um, how do you find there, them? There are several services out there that uh, will actually, you can log into Twitter or X and they will um, actually, they'll look at your, your followers and, and try to find all of your, the, the people that you follow on Mastodon. Another thing that you can look at doing is, for example, if you follow, say you join Mastodon today and you pick an instance that you want to be on because it doesn't matter what instance you join, but you pick an instance you want to be at and then you, you find I mean, in any of the any of the people on this show, like me, Michael, Marty, you're going to be connected to the greater blindness, you know, world, and and so you could just basically, if you have the app Mona for Mastodon, you can go and look at all of our followers and all of their followers, and 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 kind of go through and pick who you want to uh, connect with. So there's a few ways of doing that. Okay. Um. Also, my um watch series eight with the latest. Watch OS 10. Um, how do you power off the watch? Although, why would you power it off anyway? But if you haven't used it in a while, um, how do you power it off? Because now I press the power button, there's a menu, I click on power icon, uh, nothing happens. So I'm stuck with the screen that says, uh, there's like four icons, there's a Cancel power emergency, which I don't think you want to click on, and uh, <laughs> and backtrack and medical and backtrack and all that. But I yep. click power. So you are in the right place. So for those who don't know, you press and hold the side button, the the rectangle button, and that pops up that screen that Jane was talking about. We go back to how we started the show and an unfortunate thing of uh apple because i think jang you're experiencing uh what some people have as well if you double tap on power and i did very swiftly double tap on power and it popped up the screen that uh you can double tap on to turn off because it, it popped up that confirmation but an issue that david was talking about in last week's community call is on the watch, you don't have the ability to go in and adjust the double tap timeout like you do on the phone with voiceover. So when Apple <laughs> decreased the double tap timeout by default on the iPhone and then gave a setting or that setting has always been there, I'm not certain, to increase that double tap timeout so you can fix it, 
they did not do the same thing on the watch. And apparently the settings don't mirror to the watch. So I would recommend either trying split tap, Jane. So trail your finger around the screen until you find the power off button and then tap on your screen with another finger, like your uh, middle finger. And that will activate that button for you um, or try double tapping faster. I, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> or don't turn your watch off. So thanks, thanks a lot, Jane. Appreciate it. Eugenia. Hey, Eugenia. How are you? Hi. Good morning. Um, I did find something. Uh, and I bought um, an iPad Air mm-hmm. M2 M1 chip. No M2. And uh, I'm, I didn't buy the keyboard because they, I received a... a Gift certificate uh, from Apple. Mm-hmm. So th- I'm going to apply that to a keyboard, but I can decide which keyboard to get now. So if I may get some advice, I will appreciate it. Well, there's two keyboards that are out there for the iPads. Well, if you're talking, let me ask you this question. Do you want a, a complete external keyboard that you just put on the table when you're using your iPad that's separate completely? And then you put it in the drawer when you're done, or do you want one that's a case and a keyboard okay. all in one? Yes, I I do not want the magic keyboard that I know. I have used right. that. I that, don't have it anymore. Right. But I would so, like something similar to that. Yes. There's not going to be anything that's exactly similar, but the other options are going to be what's called the Folio keyboard case. Apple makes yes. the Folio keyboard case. Um, and it's a little bit of a smaller keyboard. It doesn't have a trackpad, but the keyboard itself is still there attached to the case. So people like that. Um, The other option would be looking at the Logitech version of the uh, iPad keyboard. Um, And honestly, it's kind of which do you like better, how it feels for you, and that kind of thing. A lot of people default to the Apple Folio keyboard case just because... You know, it's made by Apple and it kind of works all together. It doesn't yes. need like uh, any power or anything like that because it uses the little plug on the bottom of your iPad to make the keyboard mm-hmm. work. So you don't have to worry about charging the keyboard or connecting it via Bluetooth or anything like that. So if yes. you're looking for simplicity, that's probably the way to go. And okay. they're around... $150, I believe, for the Folio keyboard case by Apple, which is about half of what that magic keyboard costs you yes i just wanted to be usable with voiceover because the magic keyboard didn't work for me at all yeah um i mean it should there shouldn't be an issue with it working with voiceover it should just plug into your ipad and work there shouldn't be any other issue with it okay thank you so much i appreciate no problem Yep. And I would suggest if you have an Apple store around you, maybe go in and they have them on display and you can actually feel it, type on it and see before you buy it, if it's something that you think would work for you. Yeah. I know they have the, the logic tech also, but uh, I think, you know, and since I have the gift card, it's going to be a good price. Yeah, definitely. So I'm happy with my, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Friday. Well, good luck. Hopefully yeah. that'll work out good for you. Thank you. Yep. No one. Hello. Hey, Nolan. How, how you, you doing? doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um. So I am. Ex- so I'm. Ex- I'm experiencing a serious glitch that's happening in iPadOS. Uh, 
in iPadOS 17.1.1. Whenever I'm in an email in the mail app, and when I went to where it says reply all to somebody that I'm trying to respond to, the behavior has to deal with dictation after dictating and putting in the punctuation marks at the end and or in the middle of a sentence, it appears that it wants to freeze up on me. So what do I do? So honestly, oh, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, so when you say it appears that it freezes up on you, um, what are you doing to end your dictation? Are you doing a two-finger double tap to end the dictation? Correct. Okay. And then when you two-finger double tap, um, it, do you feel the vibration and it stops then, but you can't no, interact with your a, phone? Or? No, this is a, this is a, this is a, um, iPad sixth generation Wi-Fi. Gotcha. Nope. I got to be quiet now because I don't know about iPad OS. Marty or Michael? I haven't had too much issue with the iPad uh, and voiceover, but I will say I have noticed that there's a couple things that happen. One is the dictation. When you go to dictate, whether you're in an email, and actually sometimes this happens in a text message as well. It just depends on what you're doing. It seems like right now in this particular update that we have, it pauses a little bit longer than you would like it to for enabling dictation or disabling dictation it's kind of a weird thing i there's not really a way to fix it i think that it's a lag with the actual turning on and off the uh the dictation um the other thing is i've noticed in email specifically that there's also an issue between the voiceover cursor and the actions that you're doing within mail for whatever reason, sometimes it just takes a minute to process where the voiceover cursor is and what voiceover is doing. And I noticed that there's really not a way to fix it. You just have to be patient for a second and wait for them to catch up with each other. And the reaction that you get is it seems mm-hmm. like it's not working, but it is actually working. It just takes a second for it to catch up with itself. So unfortunately, it's a couple of bugs that aren't real fun right now. Hopefully they'll work those out and get those resolved, but I don't really think there's any way to actually fix it until they Um, fix it on their end. So it's also, I'm also noticed, um, and I, and I appreciate that because honestly, I, it's not that easy. It's just not that easy to get away from that. I mean, it's just, is there a way I should probably, is there any way I could do like maybe reach out to I mean, you could always call the Apple accessibility line or you go on the website and write in an email. I mean, Mm. there's not a whole lot we can do on our end. We don't have any settings or any way to change those things. It's just, they have to do it on their end when they do fixes and do updates. So send your feedback to accessibility at apple.com and hopefully they'll be able to get back to you, Nolan. I do see we have quite a few hands in about a half hour. So I'm going to jump on to the next question and feel free to reach out with more questions. Okay. All right. Thank you for your help, guys. No worries. I yes, no problem. Taking your guys oh, no worries. We appreciate it. Sheila, who do we got next? Deborah. Hey, Deborah. Hey, Deborah. Hello. I, I uh, just had a suggestion. I don't know if uh, Jamaica is still 
um, on the call or listening about the uh, arrow keys. Um, sometimes I, I was just wondering what screen reader she might be using because um, I know sometimes with uh, certain JAWS settings um, and if it's a desktop computer she's using, it might have something to do with the screen reader, the settings or something. A setting might have gotten changed or something like that. Um, you know, if it's JAWS, NVDA, if it's a, a Mac she's using, a laptop, whether she's using JAWS with that, that might be something worth checking into if she's still listening. Definitely. So I agree with that. Thanks for I the just, tip. That's uh, really good. I just thought maybe I would just chime in here and just uh, uh, make those uh, suggestions. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And actually, you made me think of something. And if she is still on, she if is. you're using a laptop, you can always try and plug in an external keyboard into the USB port and see if that you know, helps at all. It's yeah, that's thing. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this thank is, you. We appreciate it. This is... Jamaica, sorry, but I wanted to let you all know I'm using JAWS okay. with with the program. And I think what I may need is I might need to go tandem with somebody to check on my check on the settings because I have no idea how to yeah. how to how to how to how how to work how to work with work with work with all of this. So, I have a feeling it's a screen reader setting. I think it's a very so, good idea if you can find somebody who you can tandem with. That would be an excellent idea. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. We appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, who, who do we got next, Sheila? Nellie. Hey, Nellie. How are you? Hi, everybody. Um, I have a question about um, reading a, a Google Docs spreadsheet. Um, I use a, um, um, a JAWS for Windows and uh, a laptop with an external keyboard. And so when I get on the, um, the Google Doc, um, uh, I'm unable to read uh, the content of the cells. Okay, so when you are using JAWS um, and... I'm going to tell you what I would try, and I could be wrong about these keystrokes. So if they don't work, please feel free to send us an email and I can do some further investigation if I remember. Um, but when you are in JAWS and you go and you load the sheet up and you press up and down, you don't hear anything. Have you tried to disable the virtual viewer in JAWS yet with JAWS key and the letter Z? Um, yes. Okay. So what it sounds to me like is happening is accessibility mode may not be enabled. Have you enabled that under the screen reader and braille support in the Google Docs accessibility mode? Uh, no. Okay. So what I would do is press alt slash and that will open a menu edit field and then type in accessibility. Okay. Pressing your down arrow will take you to accessibility and you press enter. Mm -hmm. This puts you in a dialog box where you can use your tab key to tab through the options. And there are two that you're specifically listening for. If you want to change other accessibility options, you can do so in this screen as well. The two you're looking for is screen reader mode and Braille mode. Even if you're not using a Braille display, you want both of these to be checked. 
Then you'll be able to use your up and down arrow keys to navigate the spreadsheet or Google Doc uh, oh. like you expect to. You can start typing into a cell. And if you uh, do a Google search, you can search for keyboard shortcuts for Excel or for Google Sheets. And that will give you a good reference that once you disable virtual viewer, all of those keyboard shortcuts should then work. So the way to get into it is um, control slash. Alt slash. Alt slash. Because okay. alt for menu. So alt slash for search. Yes. So alt slash and type in accessibility and explore yes. the options there. Okay. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for your question. All right. <clears throat> Beth. Hey, Beth. How you doing? Okay. Yeah. Um, I um, had kind of a bad time first. I missed part of the call because of my Bluetooth earbuds. It must, must be the battery needs to be charged because it didn't, um, when it's a power on, it didn't connect. So could, is that um, maybe an indication? Also, also I had a problem. Um, I used, tried to use YouTube music on NVDA because my system access didn't work to go into Google and then go to YouTube. I was trying to download a playlist on my computer and, and I got, got to the playlist and it, um, you know, I tried to click it on. It went, it wouldn't go on. It, it just, it wouldn't, um, when it says click on, you know, whatever I have Billy Joel and well, it was Amy Grant and it didn't, didn't go on. It didn't work. I don't. I don't know why it didn't let me go into it after I press enter. So, well, in, ter in terms of your uh, earbud, I would say, yeah, you, you definitely probably want to charge it. Sometimes you just need to plug it in and give it a little bit of extra juice. And sometimes you just need to restart your device and get them to repair and get a solid connection again. Um, oh. That's what I would suggest for that. It's just the, the thing of Bluetooth. You know, sometimes you have to. You know, repair it. Sometimes you got to restart your device and just get a better solid connection. So that's what I would suggest okay. doing that every once in a while with make sure you have your uh, earpiece charged up. And if it's not connecting, you can either go into the settings and then go to Bluetooth and make sure you have a solid connection or you can restart your device. I believe you have an iPhone. You can literally yeah. invoke Siri and say, restart my device. And then it will ask you again, are you sure you want to restart your device? And you say yes. And then it will restart it for you and bring you back to your home screen again. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try that. Cause the last one meeting, I didn't know if I was connected or not, <laughs> but, but I'll try that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was frustrating though about the playlist because NVDA, that works good, would work good. Like if I'm on Amazon and I enter on a link, it just, brings me there but yeah. this one i don't know and i don't use that tool so i'm not certain there uh beth but maybe someone else has an answer and they might raise their hand and share okay okay thanks perfect thanks, who do we got next sheila area code 614 ending in 304 can you tell us who you are please star six will unmute you you are unmuted we just can't hear you all right we'll come back to them matthew oh i'm ready oh, oh, oh there you go there you are Hi. Hello, Hi, this how are is you? Denise. Uh, from, good. How are you from Ohio? Um, yeah, who doesn't love a good at, update? But so my question today, I wanted to ask a little bit. I use Smart Invert a lot. Um, I have very low vision. And I was wondering what the difference between Smart and that dark mode is. 
dark mode basically makes whatever app on your phone that utilizes that technology to automatically go to a black background with a white text. So if you have it turned on in the settings, your phone to be in dark mode, any app that has um, that built into it, the dark mode setting, what it will do is it'll read off the settings that you have on your device in the system settings and automatically go into dark mode, which would be a black background with white text. Okay, whereas the Smart Invert just always do it? Yeah, Smart Invert is kind of, uh, it'll work like on the web browser because dark mode does not work on the web browser. So if you want to have dark mode on your web browser, you would need to get a plug-in for your Safari, like Noir, that's uh, a Safari plugin that makes your Safari into dark mode. Or if there's something else that maybe the developer, like a third-party app, did not build in dark mode to the app, it can give you a little bit more dark to light contrast. Uh, depends on the people um, and their vision and how they see better. Some people prefer a white background with a dark text, or some people prefer a dark background with white text. Everyone's a little bit different. So it kind of just depends on the person and what their vision is. So the way that the way that the dark mode works is dark mode allows developers to specifically create a dark mode for their application so they can customize the colors and make it look a certain way when in dark mode whereas smart invert just takes the colors of the app and reverses them to be their their invert and then tries to keep images and everything else the same the one thing is like marty said uh, not all apps have dark mode enabled and so smart invert kind of works for those apps that do not and I think there might be even be a way to do it on a per app basis. So you could have smart invert only in certain apps, but I have not played with that. So it might be something to look into. Like I think Facebook just made their app have dark mode, but it didn't for a long time. So smart invert would have help with that. Now there are websites that uh, can use dark mode. Um, Safari and Android can detect that, but it just depends on the website. So again, it just depends on what you're doing and, and where. But I'm if if you like the kind of dark mode, I would suggest go to that. And then if you need the smart invert, you can I would I would look at that. But it's yeah, that's how it works. Oh, wondered about that. Which one's which? So okay, thank you so much, and thank you guys always. Yeah, no problem, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hello, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Hey, I was just, uh, I noticed recently when I this uh, 17.1 upgrade on iPhone, the uh, when I would dictate a text, uh, typically uh, it would read the text back to me what got dictated. Now I got to actually go into the box to read what got dictated. Is that a setting issue or is that just an upgrade issue? Or Are you, are you on an iPhone? Is that what you're using? Yes, sir. A lot of times, if it doesn't read it back to you, if you're in a blank text, like in the body, and you're dictating it out, and then you finish, if it didn't read it back to you, you can always put your finger on that body where you type the text in, and it will read it back to you. Oh, right. The but other I, thing, too, is if you sort of like pause and then start again along the way, it'll only pick up from your paused point and read to you from there, or if you stop it and start it again. So I guess it just got spoiled to dictating it, and then it, uh, when I hit, you know, when I'm done dictating, double tapping it, and then it 
just reading back to me. I didn't know if that was uh, something with the new software. It is. It's. It actually does do that sometimes, but it also is intermittent. It doesn't always do that. I don't know. I have the same issue. Sometimes it'll read the whole thing back to me after right. I'm done dictating or otherwise It'll either start only from a certain point or for whatever reason, it won't read it back. And then I got to put my finger on that text area. And if you do that, then it will read the text back to you again. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I just, I got spoiled to it. So (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right. We don't have any new hands. So we've got Elizabeth. Okay. Hey, Hey Hey there. Um, I understand that some people are using Malwarebytes. I don't know whether they're using the free or the paid version. This is on Windows. If it's possible to use Malwarebytes with JAWS or NVDA, please speak about that. Thanks. So are you asking, is it possible to use NVDA with Malwarebytes? Yeah. My experience of using Malwarebytes free with JAWS is I can't read anything on the screen. Yeah, I have not used it, so I don't have any personal experience. But if anyone has some experience with using Malwarebytes with NVDA, please raise your hand. I know it can be done because I know several individuals who have have successfully used it. Can it be done with JAWS or not? I suspect it can. I I suspect it can. You may need to use your JAWS cursor, but it's something worth exploring. And if anyone has ideas, feel free to raise your hand. Or come back around next time and talk about it or something. If we've got some some like people out there with that as a skill, that would be really good. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Denise. Hey, Denise. Um, I have a question about the uh, blind show. Um, I went to the webinar the other day. It was actually for the ACB auction and a message kept coming up that the screen share was active and I could not get it to stop doing that and it said double tap to hide toolbar i tried the okay button that did not work no matter what i did i couldn't get that to stop and i'm just wondering whether the blind shell will work with webinars that is a very interesting question um what i would try in your situation and i don't know if it will help but next time you're in that that case, and if I remember to next time I'm in a webinar where they're screen sharing, I will try because the blind shell is not my primary device. But try pressing and holding your OK button for about two seconds and then see if you press and hold down, if that then shows you the menu so you can keep that showed, uh, keep that displayed. The other option you have is if you go into the Zoom application itself, Um, So if you open applications on the blind shell, and I believe it's under either communication or online, and you go to Zoom, um, and then you go into your settings, there's an option that says always show toolbar, I think is the wording of it. And if you press that, then that should always make the mute, unmute, raise hand buttons and those buttons you expect to see towards the bottom of the screen always available. I'm having, yeah, that's interesting because I'm having a problem with that too. I thought that I had raised my hand earlier and I couldn't tell whether it was raised or not. So I'm, I'm having a lot of issues with, uh, with whether you might consider doing a podcast on using Zoom with Blindshell. 
I will add that to my list. It'll probably be early next year. Um, but if you aren't subscribed to the Shell Phone Show on podcasts, then I'd recommend getting subscribed there. And that'll be the first place that that content is posted to. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for your question. Marie. Hey, Hi, Marie. Guys. How are you doing? I wanted to say, number one, I promised my grandson a new Google Pixel for Christmas, and I got one yesterday at Amazon for $200 off. Nice. Wow, that's Which really one? great. Which one did you get? I was, the, the 8 Pro. Oh, awesome. 8 Pro, nice. Yeah, he's going to be, he's, uh, he's excited. He knows he's getting it, so he's excited. I have a couple of quick questions. Well, number one for Matthew, I have the same problem. The, the not reading the text after you dictate, it, it happens every time. It's not intermittent. It's constant. It used to be always. Now it's never. Mm. <laughs> I, and it's been since 17.1.1. So, yeah, it's the update. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask for a friend is, does the Blind Shell, uh, does it have an Audible app? It does. Okay. That, that's it. That's my questions. Great job today, guys. I like those easy right. questions. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, we so got nice. through all the hands today. Yeah, we did. Really? Michael Babcock, That's... do you want to uh, do a... up? Oh, we got another hand, so. Stacy. Hey, Stacy, how you doing? Uh, uh, I'm doing okay. Um, well, I got a head cold, but anyway. Um, uh, I, I was wondering, uh, why are some um, iPhones going up to 17 uh, thing, and some are not, some are just going up to 15 something and and you know some some aren't going to 17 yet uh it depends on the hardware that you have if you've got a phone that's really old that doesn't support 17 then you will not see the 17 update in your uh setting in your software settings oh okay but that would be the only reason unless you are on a really old uh, operating system. So, for example, let's say you're still on 15. I don't think you're going to see 17 until you get to 16. But it depends on the phone that you have. What phone do you have? Oh, I, I had an SE. Uh, is it the original SE? or is yeah. it a? Yeah. Your phone, you should check the, uh, the uh, list of hardware eligibility for going to 17. But... If you have uh, an original SE, you might yeah, be do. out with you might be outside of the compatibility for seventeen. Okay, I probably I probably am, but I just wanted to check on that. Yeah, yeah, I got an original SE, I think. Yeah, I would should double check the hardware list, but if you don't see it, that's probably why. Well, I I switched over to a blind shell anyway, but oh well, I, there you go. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it because I switched over to a blind shell and then in the future, who knows what I'll get, you know, but. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank All right. You. All right. Malcolm. Hey, Malcolm. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I did not find any good uh, Black Friday deals or Cyber Monday deals. But my question is, I have an iPhone 13, iOS 17.1.1, and whenever I go into my contacts to call somebody, when I click double-click on their name, there's a banner that comes up that takes about three-quarters of the screen. And I, I believe it's called Posters and Pictures. But I don't have any pictures of any of my contacts, but I have this banner that comes up and it has a circle in the middle with their initials in there. And what I'd like to do is know how to get rid of that altogether so that it's not there like it was before 17.1, I think it was, or even 17. 
Yeah, I'm not sure, but you would have to go into settings and I think go to contacts and see if there's a way to turn off the posters feature. And if there's that, that might set it back to the way it used to be, where it was just a small icon at the top. I have mm-hmm. not mine defaulted to that also when I updated and I never bothered to go back in and check. I typically don't go all the way into the contact like that to make a call. I'll either just use Siri to say call whoever and then you don't even have to bother to go into the contacts. So that might be a faster way for you. Um if you have more than one phone number in there, just make sure you label them, you know, either like home or mobile or work or whatever. And then you can say, you know, call John Smith Mobile and it will just automatically call John Smith Mobile. And you won't even have to go into the contact at all to deal with uh, all of the extra stuff that's in there. Yeah, some contacts I have have either a Zoom link or a um, Teams link or a WomenX link. And to get to those, I have to scroll. And a couple of times I've gone to scroll and I've hit FaceTime and the thing calls automatically on FaceTime or something. It's like it's annoying not to be able to scroll without hitting something and have it all that thing instead of scrolling up. Yeah, so if we I could, got rid uh, of that thing, then that screen would be full of everything and I could see everything with yeah, the vision I have. We could try and dive in and see if there's a way to turn off that posters feature and uh, report back uh, probably next week's show because we're running out of time for this week's show. Appreciate it. Thank you so yeah. much. No problem. All right. We've got, got six minutes and you got Beth. Go ahead. Hey, Beth. was um, going to ask uh, now, I have a a DVR, but you know, around here they don't have the talking ones yet. I wonder if it will work to um, call uh, "Be My Eyes" and have them look at the have them look at the book um, that because the cable guys they they gave me a book of um, how to program it, mm-hmm. but then then they would have to look at the book and the buttons on the remote. So. That probably won't work, huh? Where you, with it, I guess. I guess if they can see, they could, you know, then they could tell me, okay, you push this but button, and because I can't I, find anybody here who can program my DVR for anything. <laughs> I would definitely call your service provider, whoever that is that you get your TV service through, uh, and ask them what accessibility options they have. Even if they don't necessarily have a box, there might be an app that they have that does work with voiceover or something like that. Um, usually, if you call and ask, they have some kind of a solution. I don't know who your service provider is, but I would definitely call and see what they do have. Um mm-hmm. There's a, a chance that they do have something, but they just don't really promote it out there. You got to know to call and ask, hey, here's my situation. Yeah. I'm low vision or visually impaired, blind, whatever the case may be. And do you have something that would be more accessible for me to be able to control the menus on the TV? And they may have something, whether it's a nap or maybe a box that you don't realize that they have, or it can be any number of things. But that's what I would suggest right. doing. And, and, and they can also they- probably help you try and control you know, setting it up or give you some tips or tricks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, uh, you know, I know we, we're not a big town, but, but yeah, they, they um have to have a few visually impaired. I'm totally blind, but yeah. Yeah. I would so, do that. Try and give your service provider a call and see if they have any options. That'd be a good place to start. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. 
All right, everybody. And with that, we are going to end it. We have games to play with Lady A coming up right after this. So if that's something you want to check out, you can check today's community email. And as usual, a big thanks to Sheila and Brad for helping us out as always. We so appreciate you guys. If anybody has any questions, comments, or anything else, you can email us at unmute at brainfart. Feedback. Feedback at unmute.show. Wow. Okay, everybody. Two weeks in a row there, Marty. I'm going to start letting you do the email, Michael. Gosh. That sounds good. All right. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Michael D. All right, everybody. Everyone have a great one. We'll see you next week. I'll see you Thursday. Thursday.